Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have as our guest Kanika Athaya who is working as HR business partner at Qualcomm. Hi Kanika, thank you for coming and joining us today. Thanks Aprajita, my pleasure to be on the podcast. So just to set some context for our lovely listeners, could you please take us through your career journey so far? Absolutely. Um so I have about 11 years of experience in the HR industry now Prajita. I have done my masters from Tata Institute of Social Sciences. I passed out in 2012 and I started my career with Wipro Technologies, worked with them as an HR business partner supporting an account in the BFSI domain and did that for about 3 years. Post that I uh, took up an international stint. I was based out of Dubai for about 4 years and I was working with an organization called Jumbo Electronics. Um and that was actually one of my most enriching experiences because I uh, did like 360 uh, degree of HR there started off as a HR business partner talent acquisition compensation and benefits HR analytics actually right. a lot of that and uh, then I relocated back to India in 2019 and since then my journey has been with Qualcomm last part of it has been as an hr business partner and recently i have moved into a, a total rewards specialist role so it's sort of uh, an additional um, assignment that i've taken up now mm-hmm. all right that's great so you have experience of over a decade as an hr leader so what is your approach to engaging or working with other departments in the organization to support the overall business goals Sure. So, um, what I would like to start by saying, Aprajita, is that as HR, we work with uh, employees across levels and layers. There are entry-level employees and associates. There's mid-management, senior management, and then of course leaders and executive leadership. In all these roles, the hats that we have to wear are different. It could be an advisor, it could be a sounding board, a consultant, a coach, an enabler. So, I think. first and foremost what i want to call out is flexing our style is very important okay. because one is the roles that we play to the individuals we work with could vary significantly so that being said i think that's the ability we have to build and i would look at this in two parts first part is how we are starting and building you know the foundation of any relationship mm-hmm. part two is how do we sustain that journey and how do we propel forward so if i talk about the first part in terms of how we are starting i think there for, uh, we obviously should be investing in establishing rapport and uh, having a good working relationship right. which actually comes from uh, dialogues conversations and really trying to appreciate the frame of reference of the other individual because in every department every um, leader every manager will have a different context mm-hmm. their objectives their goals the risk appetite everything will be different really and in that context if i'm trying to run certain hr activities and agenda then it may or may not be appreciated so first and foremost i think understanding the landscape from that standpoint is very important do mm-hmm. i would say when we are building that relationship it's important to you know take those small opportunities right. sometimes people may come to you with 
a small ask, a simple thing they may want a resolution on, but you can really convert that request into a dialogue. Use that as a platform, as an opportunity to strike conversations, to understand more. (laughs) True, true. Break the ice as well. Um, And being on sensing, I think, is something that is uh, part of our job. And, uh, you know, that's how we stitch the big picture together. So that also is a piece. Part two of the starting uh, journey would be building business acumen. I know this may sound cliched because we keep hearing this, that if you want a seat on the table, it's important to understand business. But um, I'll not do justice to the question if I don't talk about this. So I think uh, it's very important to understand the financials of the company, the various revenue streams, how the company is making money. What is the business model? What are the various roles? Because that's, I think, where we find ourselves getting integrated in the whole journey of the business and we understand the goals better. If I'm having a conversation with a leader and he or she is talking to me about, um, you know, the challenges of work-life balance, the project life cycle, I'll not be able to appreciate that unless I understand business. So, mm-hmm. so that's very important. And once I think that starting has been established, I think part two really would be moving on to the journey. And there again, I think the question to constantly ask is, am I adding value to my stakeholders? That's very important because sometimes it's easy to go with the flow and you know that there is a little bit of complacency that all professionals may develop but I think constantly reminding yourself that um, it's important to add value and it could come from various ways it could be you know uh, you could help a leader understand his or her blind spots for example you could coach a leader to communicate certain sensitive messages in a certain way so doing all of that offering those suggestions even hand-holding managers and leaders sometimes Mm -hmm. to do the right things because in the business world of course the focus is on uh, driving business goals but uh, we have to kind of bring it back to the people strategy very often I think that's the role we have to play constantly and um, again the other thing also to add here is building our own personal brand. Yeah. Each of us has a different uh, USP. Somebody may be good at communication. Somebody may be good at data. Keeping that in focus is very important. important. So, yeah. so, so if I recapitulate, I think I spoke about the starting point where it is about building relationships and business acumen. And part two in terms of navigating in the journey forward, it is adding value to the stakeholders, being mindful about that constantly and also building your own personal brand in the process. That's amazing. So I guess there is a lot of optimization that needs to be done from your internal self as well. While you're trying to, you know, communicate with the people as well as trying to bring out the task, right? So that's amazing. So we've seen changes and restructuring of many organization approaches to workplaces. So how do you think HR professionals or departments have adapted to the shift towards remote or hybrid work? Because it's quite the lot of, you know, like a big shift post-COVID that we had to, you know, endure. So I think, Aprajita, that's a very pertinent question in our world today because uh, companies are experimenting and seeing what's best for them. There was a pre-pandemic world where uh, people largely worked from office locations. And uh, in my own case, for example, my company gave me the option to work from home one day in the week, but I did not take that option because I had a young child and it just didn't seem like a possibility. And then pandemic came, things changed and we realized, you know, things are working. Obviously, it took, had its teething issues, took it, its own time, but eventually yeah. people found their sweet spot. And after pandemic, in fact, the challenge for companies were different. To bring people back was a challenge. And um, I was looking at, at an interesting data point uh, from a LinkedIn study, which says that uh, the interest people are showing towards remote jobs is much higher. 50% job applicants applications are coming for remote jobs, while remote wow. jobs are actually only 20% of all the jobs that are being posted. 
so you can imagine how many people want those options now so companies that are not giving that option for them the talent war has become a little more crazy mm-hmm. uh, so so that's the reality but having said that i think for us as hr what is important is that we ensure that people strategy is aligning to whatever decision the organization is taking in terms of policies processes governance mechanisms focus areas interventions i think i think it's a broad spectrum and all of that has to tie with the culture that we are trying to drive through the remote or hybrid work model and maybe i could talk about each of these a little bit more in detail sure, so sure. <laughs> yeah, so so if i talk about policies and practices first i think first and foremost is the policies and practices around remote or hybrid working itself because the organization may need to decide how many days an individual should be coming to office is it mandatory are there any core days is there overlap needed between team members so kind of you know documenting that putting that in ink or at the same time giving flexibility to leaders to essentially run their own shows on what would be best suited for their org but having that broad framework is important with it comes things like do we need dedicated workstations for people or it can be mobile workstations where people really take up um, any work workstation when they come into office from a governance standpoint it would mean things like entertaining requests from employees if they they may really need to work from india or even outside india for example would we be okay uh, accommodating such requests from a taxation and legal implication standpoint we'll have to read that through salary structures may get impacted benefits may get impacted because states may have their different laws when people are demanding different locations right so, So yeah that's the gamut of policies and practices that HR will have to keep in mind from a focus area standpoint i think first thing that comes to my mind is communication and this is because during pandemic we have seen fomo fear of missing out oh, being right. very prevalent among people it's it's caused a lot of stress because you know people have always been available the work hours have really stretched and there is no boundary in terms of when people are really switching off so another data point from a microsoft study that um, i uh, read about a few days ago is that there is a triple peak point in the day in terms of when people are working most there is a first peak at around 10 am another one at about 2 pm and then another one at 10 pm for example so, so if that is happening then what is it that you know why is that happening is it because people are trying to build their life in a certain way around work or is it also because they have that flexibility but from, or is it also an element of fomo so from an hr standpoint we have to be mindful about some of those things over communication i feel is okay but mm-hmm. under communication definitely is not okay communication is also needed because building transparency is key in such a setup yeah. people may really feel they are not being kept in the loop on certain things also from a communication standpoint building a two way street is important because people need to have an avenue to give their feedback because yeah. otherwise how are we hearing them so so that's one key focus area the other focus area i would say is branding and this goes to the point about attracting talent and retaining talent because people are trying to move to more flexible options and that's a reality that organizations have to face so from that standpoint what is unique about the organization why are they standing out why would a, a potential uh, recruit choose them uh, so we have to sell essentially and do the branding for the great practices that organizations may have the way training consumption is happening has changed it's become bite sized training training on the go through mobile apps 
similarly yeah. for <laughs> yeah similarly for recognition if you see there are mobile apps now spot recognition is important so that people mm-hmm. they they feel that their ma- manager is taking cognizance of the great work they are doing because uh, appreciation is also important and we are talking about uh, millennials and gen, uh, gen z so all the more important i would say uh, third piece i think in addition to policies and practices and focus areas that we spoke about i think the third piece would be around enabling the mindset itself i think that that is a centerpiece here because um, i still see some leaders and managers uh, not entirely comfortable with their teams working remotely or not being physically present there is a little bit of proximity bias maybe if people are there in front they are probably working more and that may not be obviously true for all managers and all organizations but we see that in pockets so um, you know if you are giving people the flexibility um it should come with kindness and empathy people should feel that you know the organization is giving them the option and they can work um, from wherever and whenever so if that's the theme then i think uh, building that culturally is very important mm-hmm. so for example when i talk about uh, a certain bit of trainings that i've seen in some organizations uh, before appraisals we remind managers that uh, uh, people who are not in office it's okay i mean it's not the ones who are coming to office daily are the ones who have overperformed so keep that in mind so those kind of sensitizations for uh, you know equity and inclusion i think that's also where hr has a role to play so yeah those three areas i would say sum it up policies uh, the focus areas where hr should really lay more trust and then enabling the mindset shift i would say i do agree on the part where you just said communication and the organization you know uh, desensitizing to this kind of new practices is so essential because what happens is it's like the over communication is never harmful although it might seem intimidating perhaps a little embarrassing but it's still better than the under communication and it's personally i would say this is a very great approach that you've taken and as far as your organization has taken that's amazing So we've seen the onset of the the tech happening all over the world right now and it's like booming everywhere talk about chat gpt or ais or anything so tag integration in hr and the need for analytics are also on the rise how do you think an aspiring individual should approach learning such skills yeah i think that's a very relevant question aprajita because that's where the future lies and uh, chat gpt definitely what you spoke about is a game changer um so um i was hearing one of the leaders and um, i think they said that like excel changed the life of accountants and finance people now chat chat gpt is the next disruption that's here and that's here to stay uh, the the what it brings to the table is immense so i think if we talk about uh, tech integration in hr what we have to really think about is driving impact with hr technology and there is uh, I, i would like to take a step back and say why first before i really get into the how bit so when i talk about why i think uh, first of all when we are talking about automation it obviously frees up more bandwidth we then have more time to do more strategic stuff so that obviously is one core benefit second is just in terms of standardization the experience that we end up giving to people uh, it's it's streamlined and it's standardized people experience the organization in a similar fashion instead of those local flavors that may exist it also allows for building scale of course and um, the another piece that's very important is people analytics so um, to take an example from my own career journey i saw it in one of my organizations how analytics was being predictive attrition analysis so things like 
how many days a person is taking leave how many of those leave are clubbed with weekend what time a person is swiping in things like that were also you know looked at from an objective standpoint from a data standpoint and it was accurate to a great degree so we actually had a list of talent at risk with that so i think that is another area which has a lot of potential to offer uh, and definitely something that hr professionals professionals need to bring in in their kitty and understand more about in terms of examples i think there are plethora we see technology integrated in every area of hr beat learning beat you know the mobile app learning and learning on the go that we spoke about a little while ago i've seen desktop reminders for things like uh, you know for managers there, there was a desktop reminder have you recognized any good work today so there's a, this prompt telling you you know take time to appreciate people simple thing but powerful live chat support there is a bot which is supporting and that of course uh, is also going to get enhanced with chat gpt coming in recognition we have seen apps we have seen more collaboration tools teams microsoft teams came in at a great time when pandemic had just started and we've all seen the benefits of that uh, from a recruitment standpoint i think we see things like video resumes now uh, smarter ats tools so it's just immense the spectrum is so broad so what does it mean for us as hr then so we see this everywhere so how do we really get into that how do we get into mainstream technology and say that we want to adapt i think it starts first of all with mindset because i've seen people i've seen my colleagues say i'm not comfortable with things like this or i'm not a numbers person sometimes people say that right. but at the same time it's not rocket science i mean it's something uh, for a lot of these things we are talking about tools that uh, the company may be buying and maybe implementing it could and, be erp solutions and also it's like you have to be willing to do it so we are very uncomfortable with changes but that has to be taken into consideration right absolutely there is a, a little bit of inertia that's associated with all exactly. of us yeah and especially for something that seems alien i think it's a, it's there but i think just opening the mindset is where it would start so overcome that mental barrier and go the extra mile because um, take an example i mean you could be part of a project it could be simple things like appraisals for example and somebody else in the team may be driving analytics for it uh, take that effort try and understand what kind of tables are being populated what kind what kind of data is being put forward ask those questions because uh, the, you, if you think you'll call out time separately it never really happens it's you know along the journey that you have to make time and you know find those little opportunities ask those extra questions and um, i think investing in yourself from that standpoint is also important i was having a conversation with a senior person sometime back and what she told me is that uh, uh, she has decided that if she's making x amount in the year she will put 10% of it back in herself in terms of her learning her certifications books she's reading and i think that's a great way to um, have that learning mindset personally for me i think when i started my career everything seemed like learning of course you know you're new in the organization you are still trying to settle figure things out i would say in that journey somewhere trying to constantly reinvent add skills to your repository have them under your belt is very important so having that focus is important and just in terms of what to invest in i think a great way to figure out is talking to your colleagues in those teams 
my organization for example has an hr analytics team there is there are teams that are responsible for tech integration so talk to those people understand what are the yeah. contemporary things yeah. and learning is not difficult i mean that there are simple certification courses on websites like usera udemy linkedin learning is a great avenue so i think it's just about figuring out the right things and then taking them whatever may be relevant for each individual yeah. it may not be the same taking the right steps right yes yes and another thing i think aprajita that's very important is uh, exhibiting intent that's worked for me when i was talking about my dubai experience i said you know i have done a plethora of things started as hr business partner went into analytics and ended up leading compensation and benefits for the organization and that happened because i think i'd always expressed intent and aspiration so i think making that known to your uh, ecosystem is very important because that's how you know the small op- small opportunities those doors will open for you so so that's important um, another thing i think i want to emphasize is ms excel it's all right yeah <laughs> it's a simple thing a lot of people they probably just know basics and it's okay but i think consciously trying to learn formula shortcuts that really helps i've seen people having differentiation from their team just by virtue of being great at excel so take that time teach yourself those macros uh, self learning is very easy these days uh, youtube google <laughs> so take that time i would say that's amazing thank you for sharing all the lovely experiences and i'm sure there are a lot of takeaways for our listeners so this brings us to the end of the podcast thank you so much kanika it was lovely hosting you today Thank you Prachita for having me over it it's been a great experience for me as well to uh, share some of my experiences